I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast. And this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are seamless. So you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're going to do. It's going to be so it's gonna be so fun. fun. And if you love what we do, we're also on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help to cover the podcast's costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook. And in return, you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini-sodes. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now, let's get to the fun part. Hi, Hannah. Hello, Victoria. And hello to our listeners. Hello Welcome. to our listeners. Welcome to the CBC. The CBC. Oh, the CBC. Oh, you know me. <laughs> we could be the BBC alternative just for just for cookbooks. <laughs> Anyone uh, going to watch that? <laughs> yeah, me. Listen? I would watch um, 24 hour cookery shows if I could. What cookery shows? I I'd happily watch Nigella all day long. I just find her vastly entertaining. Um, I, I just I love it. And Nigel Slater, you know, bumbling around his kitchen. That's shit. I used to watch that stuff as like a teenager and in union stuff. I loved it. Yeah, very Nigel and Nigella. They had a show, didn't they, for a while? Yeah, they did. Oh my god, I must revisit that. She's doing a Christmas thing, isn't she? She is. She always does a Christmas special. I can't wait for it. Ooh, I love her. What would you watch? What would I watch? 24 hours I like 
20, 24 hours of. <laughs> you don't mm. have to watch it, but you have to commission it to be on the channel. Maybe right. Anthony Bourdain as well. Yes, Anthony Bourdain. Because oh, then man. you're also, it's a travel show as well. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, um, like, he's very, he was very philosophical. And like, there's a lot of life lessons to be learned from watching Anthony Bourdain. I think so. And then oh, also, I, I, you know, you, you can't help but like Guy Fieri. You know, and and his diners, drive-ins, and dives, and he's just so personable. I've never really watched him, but I have seen a meme saying that him and Paul Hollywood were separated at birth, like parent trap style. Anyway, what you been doing, watching, loving? Wanted. Oh, do you need a weather update? Oh, hello. Come on. There was a storm yesterday. This is your catnip. <laughs> there was a storm yesterday. Uh, storm Kieran, I believe it was. Uh, yeah. It had the Irish spelling, didn't it? Kieran. It I didn't did. know if that was like a, yeah, a slight. <laughs> it's always either women or Irish people in our storms. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm making no comment. Uh <laughs> Hannah and I were together very briefly yesterday. Um, oh, very busy. Busy on a very busy people. work day in the office, um, but luckily I managed to get home and away from Hannah <laughs> for <Wow. all. laughs> uh, in Storm Kieran, my Hannah, my Wait. very own female Irish Storm. <laughs> We um we judged a food food based competition at we work, did. which was really fun. Oh, um, we did. Except I realise if we ever have to judge in any sort of capacity outside of our company, I need to work on my public speaking skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine as long as we're in this little room ourselves and we're just talking to each other. But as soon as there's people looking at me, I just it all goes a bit. It's like I get blood. You know, your blood is thumping in your ears, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm kind of got this glazed look in my eye and a manic smile, <laughs> and I'm not responsible for it, what it comes fine. out of my mouth. I know, but on the inside, you said it wasn't. the right things. <laughs> yeah, but I just talked all the time. It's <laughs> fine. I did a small shot. You did a small shot. Not during great. the ju- well, yes, during the judging, but not during the like speaking. No, uh, Hannah had a. A meeting that she couldn't have gone to having done a shot uh but i didn't <laughs> so i did a small shot which Tell was interesting small shot. i think it was pretty inspired it, it was great and unfortunately that team didn't win uh the food competition but for boozy effort they could have yeah um it was so they they gave me a little <laughs> a little biscuit crumb to put on my hand. They made me lick my hand, and I put they put a little biscuit crumb on. So I licked that, and then I did a shot of marshmallow vodka, yeah, or possibly gin. I don't remember. It was vodka, and it was Brewdog, I think. I looked at the label. Was it? Yeah. Um, and then the uh, chaser was a little uh, square of dairy milk chocolate. It's pretty inspired. I have it to was say. pretty inspired, In and frankly, it was delicious. Yeah, Did you have one after you came back? No, 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 no. Um, no, booze, I, sadly. I, I don't like marshmallows generally, uh, but, but I thought the whole form. thing. If <laughs> vodka form, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, well, well done to that. And if anybody wants to try that home, apparently it was Brewdog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and full credit to the. Um, so the email team at our, at our company. 
you have to cheers oh. them every time you do to a s'mores shot. <laughs> 3 p.m. Anyway, we don't drink at work, no. uh, but I, I, it was a very special judging competition. So, um, yeah, we take this seriously. Uh, there were some good. There were some good bits. Some great cookies. Some great sticky toffee pudding that Hannah was very interested in. Did you try that? No, and I thought it was. A, I kept jokingly calling it a vat of gravy because it did look like a vat of gravy. But the person then who made it did not look impressed. <laughs> was gone. So that's why I was so enthusiastic about it. Was compensation like for my previous comment. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so yes, there was a storm. There was a small <laughs> shot. It's really been kicking off here. Uh, it's all going down. But now I'm back to reality. Back, <laughs> uh, to, back, to, back to reality. I've got a very sad bagel sitting next to me. Uh, that is so like the bagel bread is so chewy that it's hurting my jaw to eat it so I just think like maybe I'm just going to put like pick the sour uh, sour cream pick the smoked salmon out of it and eat it on something else anyway uh that is food related though yeah. as is more just... cookbooks we we haven't really talked about cookbooks that we have seen and I feel like we're ramping up to cookbook Christmas season. releases and yeah. presents and and stuff so there's because I feel like it's quite a lot coming out yeah uh, I'm noticing more, which I love because I love uh, going into a bookshop. I went to a bookshop with you and I love browsing yeah. uh, the titles and seeing what I would like to buy. Have you seen any lately that you are intrigued by? So, um, Tim Anderson. Oh, yeah. A Japanese love of my life. He's not Japanese, but he cooks Japanese food. Yeah. And has a lot of books. He has a new book out about ramen. Oh. And uh, I really should just buy it because I, as we know, I love noodles and ramen. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have, I only have one of Tim Anderson's books. The one that's called bowls and bentos i think that's it yeah 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 it's the one that that he wanted to call like your at home combini but he called but he they didn't let him oh but it's like stuff that you would buy at the combini genius uh what the convenience store did they not think the concept of combini was well known enough in yes i think so yeah yeah um because yeah and he because his the one before that was called your at home is a kaya Right. And I don't have that one, but I, it, I've got friends who have it and I flick through it. It looks great. Uh, so here's a ramen one out and he is, is great. And I think it's amazing to be, to have succeeded as a chef in Japanese food, not being Japanese, I guess. Yeah. Um, for him i think he's possibly married to a japanese person yes i think you're right he's like that guy that was in was it in chef's table and there's like an american guy who lives in tokyo and makes this amazing ramen and it's um, like ivan ramen yes yeah. and it's just amazing that he's not japanese but he's and he's like they the japanese culture like celebrates his yes. great ramen which is amazing um the yeah. Japanese culture celebrates. Ooh, the fuck! <laughs> it's been a long week, lads. <laughs> if you're 
interested in Japanese food in any way, dear listener, you should follow Tim Anderson on his uh, yeah. Instagram because he goes on all... I think he's writing a book about the... Uh, you know, I don't want to get too Japan nerdy here, but like the uh, <laughs> Hokkaido, which is a, the northernmost island in Japan. And yeah. like their uh, food. So he got, he's there all the time, obviously doing research. And it's just like fascinating how like deep he gets into like the different regions and stuff and Hokkaido is quite like it's cold and it's quite special in terms of like they yeah they have a lot of dairy and obviously a lot of fish right yes that's not nor like obviously fishes but dairy isn't normal for the rest of China anyway uh (laughs) he's a great one um have you seen any books the new Diana Henry one is intriguing oh yes the new old one yes What's it called? It's a re- roast figs, sugar, snow. Yeah, it's a food to warm re- the Publish, right? It's one of her first ah, books, was it? Interesting. I didn't know that. I'm literally just saying that I'm intrigued because I really like the cover. And it's, it's a Diana beautiful Henry. cover. <laughs> it looks really comforting. Um, not enough uh, purple cookbooks. Not enough purple in the in the world in general. I would say. Mm, well, me too, actually. <laughs> Um, and that How to Butter Toast one by Tara Wigley. It's um, all in rhymes. Yeah, how fun is that? It's like cat that in the hat, fun. but for food. Yes. I haven't even seen that one out in the wild. I would like to just flick through it before I buy it. Maybe I'll just buy it. Just buy it. Don't flick. Don't don't ruin it for yourself. <laughs> Everything will be a surprise. <laughs> don't ruin it for myself. <laughs> um, and... Also, that MasterChef one, that MasterChef contestant, uh, Alexandra. Alexina. Alexina. Anna, I think her name's Alexina, yeah. Anatole, Anat- something like that. Uh, she has a book out called Bitter, which obviously uh, appealed to me because I'm bitter. <laughs> you must eat so many lemons. Because I am so bitter. Yes, that looks great. And it's a great name for a cookbook. Yes. And it's beautiful as well. It's got that beautiful, like, um, Molly Bass Blue, actually. It's that kind of uh, speak of the devil. She's moved away from the blue, guys. She has. She's in a red era. (laughs) (laughs) Like Taylor Swift. She's like Um, Taylor Swift. Shall we, shall we, shall we get to the book at hand then? To the red. To the red. The Let's get in the red. So. Embers. We have talked about Molly Bass before. We, we covered her first book, Cook This Book, uh, in our previous season. So you may want to have a listen to that. Um, what I will say about that is, and I think we nodded this in the uh, last episode of our last season was that it turned out to be one of the books that I kept coming back to and I was really yeah, surprised same. and not surprised but like the, the recipes are good um and I would like more veggie ones in in that cook this book um but yeah we, we, that's just kind of a, a passing thought but since then so if you want to hear about Molly, Molly Bowser's like career and bio and stuff we talk about it at the top of that episode since then I feel like she's only just gotten bigger and bigger um so did you know Vic that she has no. a line of wines I did know that yeah did you? and it's called like drink this wine or something 
drink this wine and the website is like so her and like cutesy it's like dtw and then like pictures of her like quite seductively eating some food and then there's like a big heart with her in it and it's called like crush club and then it's like join da wine club like da like nobody says that anymore um crush club is a wine club uh, with each new drop you get access to your favorite wines like she, uh, say hello to three perfect fall ladies and like lots of exclamation marks oh. it's a chillable reddish wine a snackable sparkling red a gluggable skin co- uh, contact you reddish like. what's reddish how can it be it's red or it's not <laughs> look we're back here guys like, we're, we're gonna take you know whenever we talk about molly Baz, we take the piss because she's very uh, I don't know, like what millennial, millennial Gen Z, like loves yeah. to like abbreviate, loves to try and put her own spin on things, and she's very like bold, and that's her whole like yeah thing. I would love to try her wines because yes. I would, I'd want to know if she's if it's style over substance. Yes, uh, me too. I would be really intrigued. She also, I don't know if she had this at the time that we recorded that last episode. She has a collection with Crate and Barrel where it's all like mm. quite like beautiful um, cookware and there's like a, a microplane, but it's Molly Baz blue. And it's like a lot of it is her blue and then kind of lots of tea towels and bowls in kind of primary colours. And it is it does actually look really nice. It She's is really nice. diversified is what we're saying. Um She's got a recipe club, so it's like $5 a month and then you can like gift it and then you get like exclusive recipes every week. Um, There's big ass monthly giveaways, pictures of her weenie dog, who we now know is called Tuna because in that episode we questioned why she was wearing a Tuna nameplate (laughs) necklace and then everyone wrote in being like, that's her dog. Um, And since then... I now have a necklace that says samosa and uh, Hannah has one that says dog. <laughs> I would actually love a necklace that says oh. dog. If anyone wants to get that for me. I mean, he has to wear one because he likes to run off on us. Oh, no. <laughs> I but, would like a subscription to Molly Baz's Recipe Club if anybody, you know, if you're buying Hannah a necklace, I'll have the gift subscription to <laughs> Well, you can gift it. She has that up there. Yeah. Um, there's quite an interesting uh, interview with her in Elle magazine, actually, mm. where she talks about like getting burned out working at restaurants and that she was dating like she was working in a restaurant where she was dating the sous chef. And then that whole environment just became her whole life. And mm. she it was really unhealthy. They were kind of, you know, they, they all become really family like become like family and and really tight-knit and then they're working these weird hours and that kind of life doesn't integrate well with the real world and that's why she kind of branched out because she just wanted to like yeah get to the real world a bit um more but I would recommend reading it it's um it's quite interesting um and it's about how she kind of has become quite famous quite suddenly and yeah I mean she comes she comes off very humble and and normal um but yeah her main kind of thing in that is that and that's what she brings into this book is that her mission is to teach people how to cook better at home yes. which is kind of comes through in this but um yeah she yeah she talks about how cook this book was all about good technique 
and how to build flavor and create balance in her food. And that was kind of the fundamentals. But now this is like, yeah, how to how to make more and more of, of that food that you're making at home. And boy, is this book like more <laughs> is more like the cup, everything, every cover, every page is jam packed with like big fonts and like diagrams. Wasn't I nesting yeah. you being like, this is I get it, right? It's it's cool. It's like the concept is all threaded throughout the book, but like some of the pages were like giving me a headache. There was so much going on with them. Yes, it's got this font for all the headers uh, and and the front page of the book. And so one of our listeners messaged us actually before either of us had the book and said, like, oh, I've just seen Molly Bass's book. And it's like exactly what you said. Like, oh, it's giving me a bit of a headache. It's got this like... It, it's a bit rodeo, like <laughs> westerny font, isn't yeah, it? That's and, so but true. It's, it's very um, it's a love it or hate it, I think, and it, and it can be quite hard to read on uh, in on some of the pages, yes, uh, because it, it it's just the way it is. So that that's worth bearing in mind. But yeah, it's fair. I love I love how colourful it is, and yeah. she's pivoted to this like red, right? Like you know, somewhere between like red and like coral would we say like a yes. like a and very ready coral yeah and the photos are very I mean you know they're very styled or whatever but they almost have like a 70s kind of yes. decadence feel filtery kind of yeah. thing going on and with some with her quite 70s she has a lot of flares 70s. on in a lot of these um yeah like this one this like behind the scenes pic yes where she's like uh, basically quite... doing the splits yeah, yeah I feel like her her image has changed a lot since cook this book so cook this book she was always wearing like the pinny her hair was always up in a bun it was very like practical and in this she seems a bit more like floaty hair is down she's more like relaxed she's walking around in yeah these flared trousers and stuff and yeah she's had a bit of a rebrand I think and I don't know what what we said about her last time, but um, she lives in LA now and that might be the reason. I don't know if she was living in New York before she just moved, but uh, maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's very Cook LA. this book was a very, you know, New York, Bon Appetit, like she'd just come out of that world yeah. and now she's moved to LA and things are just a bit more free and everything's like... Lemons feature incredibly heavily in this book. Yes. Both in the recipes and in like a little, uh, she has this little lemon friend, like a little uh, diagram. What's the word? A diagram, a cartoon of a lemon if it's yeah. a recipe that's like quick. That's right. Uh, and it's like a little lemon with arms and legs like running. And it wouldn't be a Molly Bow's book without the recipes, you know, being called mental things um (laughs) to give her her due i feel like possibly she's she's calmed it down a tad but when it goes it goes hard like (laughs) what you what are you talking about put the lime in the coconut cornbread with salty (laughs) coconut jam or what do we have we've got the tangled leek za which is pizza but it's za. Yeah. For those of you yeah, who can't be arsed to say Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, and. Chicky, chicky bread one. bread? 
Chicky, chicky, bread, bread. Crick cracks. <laughs> Everyone loves a crick crack. A crick crack, in, which is in the chapter that's called uh, Snick Snacks. <laughs> Crip crap is the... Crick, crick cracks is the recipe. Snick Snacks. <laughs> and it's all the of way it, of life. <laughs> all of the, like, chapter titles are like... So, the, for example, the Crick Cracks... No, sorry. Yeah. The Snick Snacks yeah. is, the, is the name of the thing, but the... The whole name of the chapter is A Couple Snick Snacks Never Killed Nobody. Oh, what about if you show me your Sando, I'll show you mine. Yeah. Of course it's Sando. My interests include that are not limited to carbs. I thought you should know that I, I rarely eat breakfast. Oh, did we need to know that? Halloumi yeah, kook and, and walnut spoon salad. Kook. You'll have a kook. <sighs> yeah, she I, has I, maybe honestly, dialed it down a bit. To be fair. When I read that cute one, I almost texted you and I was like, I don't know what this means. Like, <laughs> and I think I said that last time about cucumber. Like, that, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't read to me like the right thing. No, um, but it's not just her anymore. I saw like someone on Mob Kitchen or someone calling them cukes. So I feel no, like it's an epidemic. I don't know if it's Gen Must Z, but it's... What about uh, Mall's balls? Mall's? Uh, Mall's balls. Or they're meat balls. The ultimate slight or with the and Hannah knows this because when I saw it I was like I cannot believe that this is the name of a dish um but she has a dish called umam lasagne and that is short for umami lasagna I think in your accent that's it's not achieving what she wants it to achieve you think it should rhyme in like an American umam think, lasagne? Yeah, I think it's like, and if I were to say it, I'd probably say umam lasagne. So it's like, but she, I think that's what umam she lasagne. wanted to do. I agree. Umam. I agree. It's batshit. I'm just, I'm just saying she hasn't thought about the lo- localization of these things. Well, I, that's another thing I have, I have with uh, another issue I have with her. Uh, and if we're going to compare her to Alison Roman, which I will, because they are. <laughs> If you took the recipes out of the two, an Alison Roman book and a Molly Bass book, without all the stylization and brand of each of the chefs, I think they would be similar, a lot of them. I think you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Uh, I think Molly Bass's would be better. Yes, you're right. But Molly, uh, no. Alison. Alison Roman's most recent book. Yes. Had grams. And this book is all in cups and sticks of butter. And yes, true. I believe that might be the point because the whole thing is like, you know, don't rely on a recipe, uh, yeah, but yeah, buy yeah. my recipe book. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I just, I, I just wanted some grams. I was, I was, ha- I was having to be like, how much is eight ounces in grams? How so much is true. this in grams? And it's yeah. like, and it dr- drove me a bit crazy. And I just feel like. I don't know if Alison Roman did that as like a a localized thing, or because it was a baking, baking book. book. I think it would be. But that, I think she yeah. had both, and yeah. I just could have done with both. I agree. That was annoying. Um, also, yeah. While we're on it, like I, it's not a huge amount of veggie stuff in here. No. Um, 
a lot of meat a lot of meat um and like well, there's a meat section and a chicken section yeah right? and then there's the Chapter. small smallish veg section which aren't necessarily like meals you know what i mean they're yes they're sides. sides yeah a lot of the time like green beans or potatoes um yeah i, I don't know i i it's a shame for me because I do actually really like her recipes for the most part. So like when in the Sando section, I was like, oh, yes, what could like this has to be something good in here. And it's like there's a lentil burger, you know, but the to be fair, yeah. the Reuben that she has is a veggie one. Um, I thought it would be packed with meat. So, yeah. yeah. And when you said you said that to me that that was a veggie one, I couldn't believe it because nowhere on that page is it advertised that this Reuben, which is a very famous sandwich that has meat in it, yeah, yeah, uh, is a veggie one? And like, yeah. why? Why wouldn't she? She could do it. Yeah. Some little like, yeah, like symbols or something. Since, you know, there's plenty going on already. Just add more into the mix um, that show it. But she says in the intro that she realised the thing that she loves about a Reuben is more the like sauerkraut and stuff like that. Um, which is what it is. But yeah, mm. we haven't talked about the drink breaks with, that she has in between. Love them. They are didn't, good. Didn't have the opportunity to make a drink, but I I think I'll go back. At, yes. Like, uh, she has a martini one, right? But the one yeah. that really caught my eye Ooh, yeah. was the salty citrus shandy. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Uh, I don't know what page it is, but yeah, it's like a, uh, yeah, a beer and citrus. Oh, yes. Salt. 229. Hold on. Bear with, caller. Oh, yeah. These drinks oh. pages are absolutely hectic. So this has. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three and a quarter pounds of mixed citrus, such as lemons, limes, grapefruit and or oranges, sugar, salt, ice and wheat beer or pilsner. And then you remove the zest the sugar and you put the zest in the sugar and then you put some hot water in it so you make it almost like a syrupy thing mm. and then you squeeze the citrus into the jug spread some salt on a plate put one of the spent citrus halves around the rim of each glass and roll the rim in salt fill each glass with ice citrus syrup citrus juice and then top with beer Ooh, so it's like a really posh rattler yeah. Kind of. Or Shandy. Yeah, obviously Shandy and Rattler. <laughs> it's a red Love that. Um, sorry, Was I just read out a whole recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. Yeah, I, I, I would like that. Um, I The Bloody Mary sounded interesting, but yes. of course she's called it a Bloody Molly. Um, but yeah, she, this, <clears throat> she calls her pina colada penicillin, like penicillin. Um <laughs> <laughs> frankly i needed a penicillin after everything no <laughs> um anyway it's classic molly so my friend what did you make <laughs> um oh mol oh molly uh so i made two things okay what am i going to start with uh, one of them we've already mentioned Oh. And it was the Tangled Leek Czar. You made it! Oh my God, okay, yeah. tell me everything. Did you make it? No. No, I was tempted. Uh, I was tempted. So tell me more. Um, so it is uh, a pizza. It's a pizza. That's but so- she's calling it a czar. Tangled Leek Czar. Um, it, and so it is um, like a white base. Yeah. 
with like this pile of like thinly sliced leeks on top. Yes. Um, so I was making both of these things together because uh, we've had incredibly busy week. So, uh, but it it was great. So, so what you do is you use store bought pizza, pizza dough. dough. Yeah, saw that. Dreamy. Yeah. I was worried that I couldn't find, I wouldn't be able to find it because that doesn't seem like a thing that we really have. Yeah, yeah. true. You I don't did find it as much anymore. Oh, okay. Easily? Pizza Express do oh. a pizza dough that you can buy in Sainsbury's. Right. <laughs> and it was lovely. Oh, um, it's also, it's currently on neck to price for anyone that's in the UK. <laughs> uh, yes, lovely. <laughs> um, so that you don't have to worry about that which i really appreciated and her other pizza in here there's like a grandma style pizza that she has yeah also uses store bought dough right so that's fun yeah. um so what you do is very leak heavy and what i will say is possibly basically she uses like the very dark green bit of the leak yeah in the in the pizza like the white sauce however when you buy leeks in Sainsbury's or generally in the supermarket in this country they've they've had that bit taken off so I struggled a little bit to 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 have those but I just used like the very top of my leeks so she says you basically chop the dark green bits and make and they're into like you just chop them up um, yeah. quite small and then you make that into a sauce. And so you do that with, um, do, 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 you get a skillet and you put oh, yeah. a, a few big glugs of olive oil, which comes up a lot. She's honestly wiped <laughs> me out of olive oil uh, <laughs> yeah. over a medium heat. And you add the leek greens with smashed garlic i think three cloves so just smash it salt pepper um and then you kind of make those like translucent so you just kind of cook them for a few minutes and then you add three quarters of a cup of heavy cream Mm -hmm. she loves yeah she does and four time sprigs like full ones right uh to just get the thing so you just you basically you just leave that on the hob to like boil and thicken mm-hmm. for a few minutes you take it off the heat and then you zest a whole lemon into that loves the lemon yeah. loves the lemon there's like a diagram isn't there in the one of the first few pages about the what ingredients she uses the most in the book yeah and lemon she uses lemons like 32 times or something Jesus. in this book um uh, so she was making done. our rating easy for us with that diagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and also, before I decided what I wanted to make, I looked at that diagram and I was like, "Well, I'll just pick up lemons anyway because I'm probably going to need them." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and th- so that's that's your sauce, and that's done. And you put that in the fridge for ten minutes to cool. Right. And then you have got. So your topping essentially is. Uh, the rest of your one large leek yeah cut into four inch pieces and then julienned okay yes and it's really easy to julienne a leek i love because they just fall apart yeah they're so great (laughs) yeah so you've got a lot of like very thin bits of leek and then uh you need four ounces of mozzarella cheese okay like fresh yeah uh so that's about one like ball 
essentially. Yeah. That's what I used. And then she wants f- f- another four ounces of Fontina cheese, which uh, I couldn't find, but I used Gouda. So like a okay. soft, yeah, mildly yeah. cheese. And you yeah. tube that up. Um, and then you just kind of build... Oh, this pizza. So also she wants you... Because you're trying to emulate like a pizza stone in your oven. This was the hardest bit. Okay. And so she suggests getting a big baking tray and flipping it upside down and putting that in the oven to heat up. Right. uh, At 500 degrees, which in... uh, Yeah, it's like 260 degrees. So that heats up, you know. Yeah. Yes. I was very worried about the fire alarm going off when I yeah so you heat that one up and then with another big baking tray that's how you build your pizza because you need you bet you essentially use that as like a peel okay right it it gets very messy oh no so you've got your dough which has been resting at room temperature you've got out the fridge oh so it's stickier uh and then you uh on your overturned baking tray that you're using to build your pizza yeah you uh, spread some cornmeal, mm-hmm. which helps it not stick. And then you've got floured hands to deal with your dough. And you met, she says to make a rectangle, but she's like, whatever you're using, fit that shape. She's like, if you've got okay. a pizza peel, sure. make it to fit that. So you kind of just spread it out into a, she thinks she says nine by 15 square rectangle whatever yeah and then you put your you get your sauce out the fridge and you put that over the top Mm -hmm. lemony that is gold like it's beautiful like little creamy lemony leaky sauce um spread that out leave an inch over the top and then in the meantime you've also um your leeks your julienne leeks you've kind of covered them in olive oil and a bowl and salt right okay yeah so you do sauce and then you put your cheese. So you rip your mozzarella mm-hmm. and sprinkle your cubes of cheese. And then you um, grate a little bit of Parmesan over okay. the top of that. Yeah. And then you essentially dump your leeks all over the top. Nice. In like a big pile. Yeah. Um, and she keeps telling you to make sure you can like wobble your your pizza so it moves so that when you try and slide it into the oven it's not sticking um which i would say is an incredibly important part of this process because getting it in the onion is the onion the the (laughs) oven is very stressful one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, she says, um, 
shake the dough from time to time to as you build the pizza to ensure it's loosey-goosey. Oh, God. Of okay. course. Uh, you drizzle over olive oil just to finish it off, but make sure the olive oil doesn't touch the pan because that will make it stick. And then, yes. Uh, oh, by the way, when you t- put the sauce on, you take the lime, the lime, the thyme sprigs out. Out, yeah. Which is fine. And, yeah, quick dusting of uh, Parmesan and then you've got to get it in the oven. <laughs> oh, is it really shit? It was, um, this was hard for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got it in there in the end. But yeah, just ma- if you do it, just make sure you're like, you can wobble Shake it. it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's transfer so hard it to an oven. Yeah, when the oven door is open and you're trying to get it onto a hot tray and you're... Yeah. I, I hate all that, yeah. It's, you're yes. just bound to burn yourself or drop something or something. Exactly. It, it just ended up like a weird shape and because it was all kind of... It was a bit stark and uh, whatever. It, I got it in in the end and it was fine. Uh, so then you cook it for about 14 minutes, I think. No, you don't. 16 to 20 minutes until the crust is blistered and the leeks are kind of browned and frizzled uh get it out you gotta let it sit for a minute put some olive oil some more palm and then serve it was great i really liked it oh good i didn't know where that was going i wasn't sure if you were gonna say it was it was it was quite a stressful time yeah (laughs) getting it in the oven and getting it out and and the cornmeal and everything just made it a bit messy yeah. It was a messy build and yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the leaks everywhere. Um, but the t- I really liked the taste. Yeah, that's great. I thought it was great. really, really nice. It was, it, there's something about like the lemony, creamy base was just, and then like there, the leek. The leeks just add something that you don't get from an onion. We all know. I love a leek. Love mm. a leek. They're great. And she seems to think they're underrated, but I don't think they are. I think that they're, um, she uses them a lot in this book, actually. There's a lot of leaks. Yeah. But, um, I think they're a bit underrated, but... Yeah. Maybe that's Do you know what? I, th- I said this at the time. Do you know what I think this would be really good as? A pasta. I was just going to say. That creamy sauce. You could even, like, char the leeks separately and then fold it through pasta. Yeah. It, it, then you don't have to fuck around with getting it in the oven on a really hot oven and worry about waking your toddler up setting the alarm off um but yes it was you know i think i'm gonna make that sauce again as a pasta because oh, nice. as a pasta sauce because i just think it would be lovely yeah it'd be nice with like a tagliatelle or something and then you've got the long yes. strands of the leek i love that yeah yeah love it delicious and, or you could make it as like little pizzas yes which would be easier to get in the oven what would Molly Brown no. call a little pizza? Uh, Pizzinis. Um, <laughs> teeny weeny teeny weeny teeny So that was good. I liked it. Uh, still got some in the fridge, actually, which I was going to bring in to when oh. I saw you yesterday. That was what yes. I was going to bring. But it's it was a bit stinky, like lemony and garlicky and leaky. Oh. And I was like, didn't want to bring it on the train. Yes. Um, also, you know, I was worried that it would 
attract all those bed bugs that are on the tube. <laughs> Big fans of leeks, the bed bugs, yeah. Yeah, love them. Um, okay, the second thing I made, and I will rush yeah. through because I realise I'm talking loads, was the <laughs> green chicken soup with chickpeas and sizzled coriander. Oh. From the chicken section. Um, and I think I've talked about before... In her last book, Cook This Book, she had she's this like the golden chicken soup. Yes, yes, yes. To like, basically, I feel like that's the base recipe. It's not right. It's not, it's not in any way the same, but like the the way she cooks it is the same. Yeah, um, and it's of which I thought a lot about this book. I thought there's a lot of similar similar recipes. Yes. Um, not like, yeah. Caesar, there's like a Caesar salad eggs or something, isn't there? Yes, and there's... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I made that kind of beans and greens mac and cheesy thing. And that, and in this one, she has a mac and greens. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With actual macaroni. And I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. But that's fine. She has a brand. So this <laughs> is... This was lovely, you know, straight off the bat, just to say. It is a, it's a soup. It's incredibly, like... It feels very like fresh and like hearty yeah. and good for you and like perfect you'd want for it. Fall. Just perfect fall. For fall. It, it, it is perfect for fall. <laughs> um, it's really perfect for fall. Uh, in classic Molly Bass soup style, this is the same with the the chicken one in the other book as well. It's like massive. Yes. I don't have a pot big Huge enough. Huge portions everywhere. Yes, everywhere, massive. Um, you obviously need the Dutch oven that she gave out at her book launch that was this red and branded with more is more on the little uh, handle. Nice. That is the dream, to be fair. Send us one, Malls. Yeah. Um, I think we need so, to be a bit nicer about it. <laughs> no, we, we are very nice about her. We are, we are, we are. We are. Also, this picture, it's on page 196. This picture, I, the, the, the grass that she's sitting in looks so fake. <laughs> I guess because she's in LA and like there's not a lot of like green, it's green grass. Yeah, I mean it, maybe yeah. it's not, but it just looks really fake. Um, yeah. So, nice. you do we need the toe in that shot? Is my question. <laughs> toe you know, feet on mane. She's uh, she's got a lot of that. <laughs> uh, so you kind of you sweat down a leak. A chopped yeah. up leek. Yeah. But you have to discard the hairy end. Oh, God. Which I think is a weird thing of calling it. Um, yeah. Chop that up with, uh, and then an onion and a stick of celery. You chop those up small uh, and kind of sweat those down for eight to ten minutes with some salt and pepper. Yeah. And then you add six cloves of chopped garlic Wow. Yeah, she loves yeah. garlic too. She does, yeah. Yeah. Um, and red pepper flakes and yeah. cook until aromatic. And then you add like the bulk of this, which is, um, and I resent the way she uh, <laughs> writes this next bit. She says, add 10 cups of water, the chickpeas, the barley, I used rice, uh, chicken thighs and salt and like 10 cups of water is a lot but I'm not adding that first moles I'm gonna add all the rest of the stuff and then see how much water I can fit in yeah 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 totally um so yeah so you add a can of chickpeas that are drained but unrinsed 
Okay. Oh, you the got can of chickpeas that I used broke my can opener. Thanks for that. Wow. Um, a cup of rice or barley. Uh, one and a half pounds of boneless, skinless chicken thighs and salt. So I added all that and then added my water and I got to about eight cups before okay. my Dutch oven did this not is it. Uh, I think take any more. Yeah, some of the dish, some of the quantities like are too big for the average dish size or uh, yeah. the pot size or whatever. Like, That's it. I don't who know who, who has got... A, things this big like i don't know and why are you feeding that many people like a exactly village? yeah well, i've frozen so much of this um because what the hell am i gonna do with it <laughs> i won't eat it but anyway so then you you bring that to the boil she says to like skim off the foam Ugh. as you go and then like cook it until the chicken and barley are tender and the soup has reduced and thickened um which is great and then whilst you're doing that you uh, chop up a bunch of coriander and a bunch of dill, mm-hmm. and then you make the, the the sizzled coriander, which is essentially um, chopped up coriander seeds. Okay. So she says you can either chop them or put them in a pestle and mortar, right. and then you cook that in uh, several tablespoons of olive oil. So okay. not glugs. But tablespoons. Okay, yeah, good for this one. Uh, And then I just cook them with some black pepper until they're like sizzly, believe it or not. And then take it off the heat and season them with uh, flaky sea salt, and that goes on the top. And then to finish off the soup, you take and this. She does this in the other recipe as well. You take the chicken out, right, and shred it separately. Yeah, Um, it gets shredded. And then you add eight <laughs> ounces of spinach to the pot. Eight um, uh, That is about, um, was that about 400, 200 grams? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I added um, frozen because that's what I had. And then you transfer two cups of the soup into yeah. a blender with half of your herbs, so your dill and your coriander. Oh, okay, cool. And you whiz that up till it's super smooth, and that's basically what makes it green. Oh, right, like, okay, What makes that's your soup cool. green. So you add that back, and you add the chicken back, and then you yeah. <laughs> add the juice of two lemons. Wow. And you can add a third if you want to. <laughs> Except, you know, you've run out of lemons. <laughs> the supermarket's out of lemons. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, you know, my hand is like, you know, any tiny cut on my hand is like absolutely <laughs> in <laughs> agony because I'm juicing so many lemons. And then you serve it and you add, you serve it with the, the sizzled coriander, a little oil on top, and then with some yogurt as well. Yes. Uh, a hefty dollop, I believe, of Yum. yogurt. Was it good? <laughs> yeah, it is really good. It's just, it's a lot of ingredients, Steps. but yeah. it's... It's really nice. Mine wasn't as green as hers in the picture. Uh, that's possibly because I used frozen spinach or it might be just because, I don't know, whatever. D- who's to know? It's not always perfect. But it was really, really nice. It felt very, like say, like good for a fall. Good for uh, a fall. Oh, nice. Very hearty. Because I added rice as well. It was, it was probably thicker than hers looks. Yeah. I feel like you could also, if you wanted to, sizzle some chickpeas in that coriander mix and that, that oh, that'd be a nice, be nice little crunch for the top yeah good uh, shit yeah I, nice. I loved it 
Um, awesome. We'll talk about it, but there's quite a lot more that I wanted to make. Uh, yes. But yeah, I've got loads of that in the freezer for now. <laughs> so. You'll be making your way through it for the next, yeah, for the rest of the Ugh. season. Um, what did you make, my friend? I made two and a half things. Oh. <laughs> so the first thing. Because you I ran made, out of lemons. <laughs> I ran out of steam. Um, yeah. I. The first thing I made, you've already mentioned, is the rare bit mac and greens. Oh, did you? Yeah, so this Fun. is like a cross between um, Welsh rare bit, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is like cheese on toast, but with like, I think they make, make like a beery sauce maybe. And a like, yeah. there's some Worcester sauce in there and stuff. It's quite like, yeah, it cuts through the cheese. And then there's, it's mac and cheese, but then there's some greens in there. So, yes, because it serves eight people. So I was like, I'll have this. And then I kind of just messed slightly like, basically what I ended up doing was making the whole quantity of pasta, but half the quantity of sauce. And I was right. a bit worried that it would be not a bit dry because the the pasta was only like, uh, how many ounces? Again, because everything's in ounces, I was just confused. Mm. 12 ounces of curly pasta so it was six ounces. And when I weighed it out, it wasn't that much. And I was like, oh, right. that's... So, I, yeah, did the full quantity of pasta, half the sauce. But it was still good. So I feel like it would be very saucy if I'd done all of the sauce. Yeah. And also there's so much cheese. So she uses one and a half pounds of mixed <gasps> cheeses. And oh basically God. half of that with still like two blocks of cheese. So... Oh, my God. Anyway, it was a lot. So... What you do is you you kind of prep your stuff. The greens that she says to use are kale or spinach or collards or mustard greens. I just use spinach. Mm -hmm. um, so you cook your pasta until it's just short of al dente. And then you make your cheese sauce on the side. So how you do this is slightly different to your yeah typical roux. You melt the butter like you would if you were going to make a roux. And then you add in garlic, which is nice a nice addition. And then you put in your flour... Oh, yeah, so far so good. You've got a roux. And then you whisk in the beer until it's smooth. So your beer is like taking oh. some of the space that the milk normally would. What fun. Yeah. And then you, but you put in cream and milk as well as the beer. So I feel like the cream makes it very quite rich. And I used, yeah. I actually used coconut collab cream. Um, so it wasn't nice. like normal dairy cream. And I'm, I think that was good because I think like normal, that coconut collab stuff is good anyway, but it's the, yeah, the normal cream would have been really, really, really heavy. Um, so anyway, that's your kind of base for your sauce. And then you sprinkled in your cheese. So that was a lot of cheese. It, like I said, it was like, I used a mix of cheddar and I used a group, um, an Emmental. Um, right. And then she says to put in two ounces of grated Parmesan as well. So it's like three cheeses in there. It was decadent. Um, and then she says, add a few big spoonfuls each, a few big spoonfuls each of Dijon mustard and Worcester sauce. She says about three each, but taste and add them. When I put in like one and a half of Worcester sauce and um, that was already like so strong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as 
people know, but yeah, Worcester sauce isn't strictly veggie for anyone. <laughs> if if you need to know Doesn't that, it? this isn't. No, it's got anchovy in there. So um, heads up to any veggies. If you're making this, you might want to use a vegan version. Um, but yeah, so I wouldn't put in that full quantity of Worcester sauce again. Um, and the mustard was definitely, yeah, you could use the full quantity because that was kind of nice and cut through. And then she says to put in loads of black pepper. So that's your cheese sauce. Basically, then you stir your pasta into that cheese sauce and you put in the greens um and yes yeah, like 14 ounces of greens so I actually just only used like obviously half of that um, and I think even a little bit less because maybe that's where you need the sauces if it's kale or something that you're using maybe that would like Much need drier. more sauce to yeah to coat it anyway so you put that in your baking dish she says a nine by 13. You bake it for 15, 20 minutes. And then in on the side, you melt some butter and you put in some panko breadcrumbs. Toast that. And then for like four to six minutes, you salt that. And then you, just before the mac and cheese is done, you sprinkle that breadcrumbs over, the, those breadcrumbs mm. over the top and you finish it off baking for like 12 minutes or so. And that's it. So it was... It was Jesus. delicious, but it was very rich. And I, it takes a lot for me to say that. I can I can eat like rich things. I'm like, it doesn't put me off. But I was a bit like, whew, this was, it was a lot. I yeah. Think what pushed it over was the cream in the sauce and then the, yeah, just the sheer amount of cheese. Yeah. Um, but it is a lovely concept and it's really nice to have the greens in there. Um, and yeah, I would, I would say spinach is probably the best because it doesn't it goes you know it kind of disappears a bit um and the breadcrumbs obviously as we said in our patreon episode recently about how we make like mac and cheese they make such a difference yeah um so yeah that was really good i did like was that it salty it was quite salty and what i would say is just like maybe just have it as a side with something mm. um it was a lot to have on its own um but yeah and I think it would be very, yeah, I don't know. Her picture looks quite, it looks quite saucy. But anyway, I like the concept. I think you could like play around with it to you, to your own taste. Because it's going to be quite strong yes. for some people. I feel like that would be a good like take it to a pop-locky pop dinner, yeah. right? Like, people are just having a tiny bit of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she says, what we haven't mentioned is that the top of each of the recipes, she has what they go with other recipes mm. in the book that they go with and so she, for this rare bit mac and cheese she has goes with put the lime in the coconut cornbread with salty coconut jam so I made that but I didn't make the salty coconut jam so that's why I only made half okay um just because I kind of ran out of time and I wasn't really yeah. sure you weren't I just felt like you weren't going to eat the mac and cheese and the cornbread with the coconut jam so I feel like yes. the, the bread and the coconut jam was its own entity yes whereas I was having a little bit of the cornbread with the mac and cheese and so I didn't need the jam yeah um, understood so yeah I'll just talk through how to make the cornbread which I haven't made loads of cornbread in my life but um I, I presume this is fairly standard to melt some butter then you kind of zest limes into some sugar and you rub the sugar with the lime zest to make it nice and, yeah, the oil of the zest goes in. You whisk in the melted butter, two eggs, juice of three limes and coconut cream. Three limes. Yeah. And then in a separate bowl, you whisk your dry stuff. So flour, cornmeal, um, 
baking powder, baking soda and a teaspoon of salt and you put your wet into the dry or dry into the wet and then you bake it. Um, but you before you put it in the oven, you scatter over like shredded coconut on top. Ooh. Now this made loads. I had a standard loaf tin and it was full and I could make a whole other thing of like little muffins with a muffin oh, wow. silicon mould. So it was a lot of batter. You could probably comfortably have this as well. And it was, I did like this, but it was very sweet. Mm. It was quite sweet. And I don't know if I like that. I don't know. Basically, I need to eat authentic cornbread in my life is what I've understood. Because I always thought it was more savoury. And this felt more like a cakey kind of thing. Yeah, like a dessert almost. Um, So I'm sure it would be nicely countered by that salty coconut jam, which I think, yeah, as we said, it's salty. Um, But yeah, it didn't really go with the mac and cheese. It wasn't that they were nice on its own. So Mm. yeah, I don't know if I can talk to that one really, because I just feel like... Yeah, it was just a bit mm. strange. It was good. They were. It was good, but it was just maybe not to my taste. Yeah, it wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. And then the last thing mm, I made... Interesting. Yeah, was the cold noodles with grated Ooh! tomato and chilli oil. The pages Ooh. are stuck together. Bear with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is great. This is really quick. Um and it was you boil some you make some jammy eggs and mm. then you make some they sauce they were good yeah um you make a sauce with grated raw tomato obviously i know tomatoes are not the best at the moment it's november but i found some okay vine ones um you grate the tomatoes then you grate in some garlic cloves and you juice add in the some lemon juice and into that, you whisk olive oil and so- soy sauce and salt. And then you put in, so you've got this kind of tomatoey loose sauce, all mm. like cold and raw. And then she says to whack a big handful of basil sprigs and you kind of bruise them on the counter and then you add them into the tomato sauce and you kind of bury Ooh. them in there, but you pull them out later. Um, and so in the meantime, you cook your noodles. Uh, she says to use like ramen or uh, what's the other thing? Ramen or pasta. I I did like um, egg noodles because I had mm. them. Uh, you cook them and you rinse them under cold water until they're chilled. And then you put them in the bowl of your tomatoey sauce with lots of sesame seeds. And then when you're ready to eat, she says you can chill that then if you want for eight hours. I just ate it straight away because it was dinner. But um you <laughs> I wasn't ready to wait I'm hungry <laughs> I was really hungry um so then you yeah divide up the noodles and the sauce um into bowls and then you thinly slice four spring onions um mm-hmm. you put the spring onions on top and you put loads of chili oil I've got this cool white mausu sauce that someone got yeah, me for yeah, my yeah. birthday and it's a peanut ryu chili oil it's delicious um put that over drizzle that over and then you put some basil leaves and some more sesame seeds and that was great I really enjoyed it it, it was delicious great. and a great dinner came together in like 20 minutes max. Excuse the pun. <laughs> and um 
great lunch. I put it then in my, because when you were in the office yesterday and you oh. asked me what I had for lunch, because all we do is talk about food, I was like, I'm not telling you because it was the leftovers from my Molly oh. Bass thing and it was these noodles. But I really like these. I think I'm going to end up making them loads of times for just like I... a quick weeknight, weeknight dinner. Didn't even look at this recipe. I don't know why, but it looks great. And I have yeah. um, noodles. Uh, no, I have. I always have noodles, but I uh, have tomatoes. Tomatoes. I got them in my odd box. I was counting Ooh. them with Marcus this morning. Um, <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> uh, eight, I believe. Oh, that's <laughs> low. They're quite little. Baby one, as Marcus Bit. says. We were going through my odd box and I was teaching him the names of various things. Um, oh, bless. That's very wholesome and cute. Uh, um, yeah. Make these. That sounds great. They're I might really, make really this. Good. Yeah. You have everything. Like, yeah, it's another thing where you almost have everything as well. Yeah. What else did you want to make then? How, how does she do her jammy eggs just to... Oh, sorry. Six minutes. Six minutes. And then into an ice bath. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Six minutes. Is, I saw, um, just for the listeners who know... Uh, how much we all love jammy eggs on this pod i saw someone make on tiktok them in no it was on tiktok in the air fryer yeah just literally putting eggs in the air that fryer for like genius. eight minutes or something six minutes then ice bathing them and i have to do that i might do that tonight that is yeah genius um yes what else did you want to make loads i've written down a list of the things i wanted to make and it's uh, eight things including uh, no wow. not including all of the chicken section mm. all of the chicken section is great um there's a couple of like fried chicken and like chicken tenders that i wouldn't i'm not going to deep fry chicken because i don't want to burn my house down but <laughs> uh, something i've very almost made but it lost out to the chicken soup was the red curry chicken wings which you yeah. roll in peanuts yeah they look um, great and speaking of rolling in peanuts the peanut shortbread yes it's, she loves yeah, peanuts she loves peanuts and she loves like a not too sweet mm. dessert and so mm -hmm. they're like rolled in like a i think it's like a cardamom black pepper peanutty dust essentially yeah her dessert section really I really want to try loads of them. I was really um, tempted by the salty coffee and peanut slice cream thing, which is almost oh. like a um, semi-freddo that you put in the... Yeah, And it looks delicious. Um, and the stuff the... for catcher. I was interested yes! that you didn't make that. I, I was maybe tempted. Would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was close. Um, that looks great. It's like stuff with like cheese and greens, right? Yeah. It's... Does she love anything what? more than... Yeah, cheese and greens. Shoving cheese and greens into things. Yes. Um, are you um, tempted by the marinated zook and mots with fried sunflower seeds? <laughs> no. I was tempted by the garlic bread, though. Yes, that looks delicious. It's, it's like a whole challah loaf yeah. with, mm -hmm. it, she calls it triple threat. But I was like, I'm, I don't know where I'd get a challah loaf from. I guess you could do it with a brioche. Yes. Um, the rare, yeah. um, not the rare bread. The crispy rice egg in a hole looked fun as well. Yes, that was on my list as well. Looked fun. You could just make that, um, you know, why not? And then my left field thing that I almost made, but uh, Stephen was like, I won't eat that, <laughs> was the... Uh, was the sesame biscuits with black pepper miso mayo from Ooh, the breakfast section. So it's like, it's like 
biscuits with country gravy, but like with a black with a black pepper miso sesame vibe. Nice. That looks uh, great. I very nearly made the pistachio brown butter and halva chocolate chunk cookies, which I, is like I thought of you when I saw that. Probably like four of my favorite things. Yes, <laughs> pistachios, brown butter, halva, and a cookie. <laughs> um, but did my stupid local supermarket have pistachios? No. This is ridiculous. Oh. I live in a gentrified area and if I can't get shells pistachios... Well, you could get halva, but you couldn't get pistachios. I actually didn't even make it to find the halva. I know where to get the halva, actually. There's a Turkish shop, locally. But, um, yeah, couldn't find pistachios. What a joke. Anyway, shall we rate? We should rate. Um, shall I tell you about our rating? Oh, yes, Hannah? please. Okay. Oh, Since you asked. <laughs> um... So if you're new here, um, <laughs> if you're Molly Baz and you're here. listening, uh, please go back to the previous. Uh, <laughs> there is what so did many we rate we... her out of I the last can't time? Remember. Oh, it was like abbreviations, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so if you're new here, we yeah. always rate every book that we do on five different categories. Yeah. And those categories are usability and accessibility that's, that's one. one ingredients used that's another one uh veggie friendliness aesthetics and inspirability yay um and every episode we change what we rate out of based on the chef or the book or whatever and molly baz is ripe for this <laughs> She yeah, has so, there's there's so many options. Um, you could just go in hard with lemons. You could go in with umam. Marty D. Morty D. Morty D. Doesn't she love Morty D? She does, yeah. Um, yeah, I was disappointed by the sandwich section, I'll be honest. I was excited to see it, but yeah. uh, there wasn't anything that floated really my boat. Yeah. Um, we are going to rate... <laughs> Molly, this time out of glugs of olive oil. Nice. Glug. 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 It's a good word. It's definitely an onomatopoeic word, isn't it? Um, Carried the pronunciation of that word off beautifully. Thank you. (laughs) I I kind of fancy it a little bit. Oh, thanks. (laughs) That I, you know. That's really nice. I really haven't um, been feeling very great today. And so Aww. that's made me feel very happy. Thank you. Um, I will s- be sure to send you lots of voice notes that say glug in there. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell me how many glugs of olive oil would you give more is more? More is more. How do you how like do you it? Like it? How, how do you like it? How do you like it? it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, got, I got told by... My boyfriend this morning because I woke up and started singing some terrible song I can't remember and I sing very badly. <laughs> it was so cruel. It was like you've got such a beautiful singing voice in the most like sarcastic tone ever. And now when I I know I can't sing, but I do it because it's funny. And now I can't sing on this podcast anymore because he's slated my beautiful well i think you have to dump him yeah i mean yeah that's the only reason sorry bye <laughs> bye anyway um, an insight into my life you didn't need or ask for um, no i loved it <laughs> usability and accessibility one glug of olive oil ingredients used one glug of olive oil aesthetics i'm on the fence i don't know 
maybe a half. Okay. It, it offends me in some ways and it kind of jars. Some, I don't love how she lays out the ingredients sometimes in terms of like protein, dairy, pantry. Yes. Kind of puts me off. It's good for shopping, but not good for like follow Cooking. Like yeah. Understanding how you're going to need to follow the recipe. Yeah, I agree. So maybe half of that. Veggie friendliness, also a half. When they're there, they're good, but there's not enough of them. Yeah. In my books. And inspirability I will give it one because I was excited to try a good few things in here yeah. so it's four glugs of olive oil out of me for more is more out of me out of me is that what I said <laughs> it's been such a long week oh the glugs <laughs> um signed to a record deal from this podcast i think we could well that would be one way to show tom <laughs> <laughs> you know you'd be like i'm too famous now i'm gonna go date so i don't know which famous uh artiste you would like to date um leave that one with me what about that okay. little um what about little- that <laughs> <laughs> Danny <DeVito. laughs> uh, okay yeah okay Tana DeVito's dream crush (laughs) this incredibly tall woman like (laughs) anyway Victoria how many glasses of olive oil out of five (laughs) we always lose it a bit towards the end (laughs) um Harry Styles I think would be mine if we're talking music industry okay yeah Uh, you hit a Molly basket wall with your flares Because I'm fucking desperately basic. Like, what a fucking basic choice. You're out there choosing Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Styles. (laughs) Me and four million other teenage girls. I am not a teenage girl. (laughs) I was a teenage girl, literally a teenage girl ago. I mean, let the records show that I only said Danny DeVito because I said I said little. <laughs> He's not my dream. A very lovely, entertaining man, I'm sure, but we'd look ridiculous together. Anyway, how many glugs of all of them? You smell like me. I'm actually giving it half. Oh. Because I was annoyed that. about the cup situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Uh, and the same with the like layout and yeah, annoying. Uh, it's not as easy to follow as no. also what we haven't mentioned is she every single recipe in this book has a QR code for either a video and audio or both. Yeah. Yeah. And I did have a look at one of the videos and uh, yeah, they're very obviously very slickly done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just there was a bit too much. Yeah. Going on, you know. Yeah. Uh, annoying. Yeah, so that's a half. Ingredients use one. Veggie friendliness, uh, also half, because I really felt that for you. Um, for you and our fellow veggies. Nothing for vegans. Literally nothing. Like, I feel like everything that is veggie no. is just covered in cheese. Um, aesthetics, one. And inspirability, one. I love the way it looks. And there's lots of things that... Uh, I wanted to cook. So it's a four for me as well, but a different four. Eight out of ten. Glug, 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 gl
Thank you for the journey. I think just every time she has a book, we're going to have to do it. That's the real. Yeah. Thing. Her and Alison, maybe. Mm. <laughs> to say that was a lukewarm response would be a <laughs> statement. Who's Luke? Um, I just saw that her dog is on the front cover. Tuna. I would make those onion rings, to be honest, that are on the front. Yeah, they look great. I like a little, little product placement of her Molly Bell's pot cookware there as well. Obviously. Anyway, my headphones have died, dear listeners. So it's, it's a sign that too many do. abbreviations. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, and let us know if you buy Marley's new book or enjoy anything from it. It is good. It's a good book. Well, we've rated it well. Yeah. I just, I, I think that, yeah, I think more veggie, um, slightly less chaotic pages. Yes, and yeah, some grams would be nice. Doing it for the grams. Doing it for the gram. Um, I think she's married to a designer, right? So that's why it gets all... Yeah, change of font next time, Moles. Her, her husband's a bit of a dish. You think? <laughs> yeah, hmm. would. Maybe you can Maybe steal him when we come international pop stars. <laughs> Bye, Danny. It's been nice. <laughs> On to um, Benny. I believe he's because he's got Danny Benny's Benny. chicken tenders. <laughs> In there, Frankie and Benny. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for listening. We love you very much. We love and you we'll so much. see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.